0: Welcome to Trust the Journey. She's Melanie Curtis.
1: (laughs) And he's Jason Maletsky.
0: (laughs) We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey.
1: Amen. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with all of you listening. Across the internet family, our handle is trustthejourney.today. If you want a cost-free way of supporting the podcast, we so appreciate everything that you do. You can subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Spotify or Instagram. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you think we deserve it. All of that stuff really helps us sharing uh, an episode of the show that you think will help someone that makes a real difference on how many people we can reach.
0: Yeah, and if you'd like to reach Melanie and myself more directly, you could become a member of our Patreon group, which is called the Trust the Journey Family. Now, that's a Facebook group that we curate together where we create a vulnerable space where everybody can share and connect and exchange and be real and not have to worry about uh, feeling threatened by that world of social media out there. We are building community together, and we would love to have you as part of it. It's such a great group. You can get there by clicking the Patreon button at trustthejourney.today on our website, and that'll take you right to where you need to go. And if you donate at the $25 level, you could take part in our coaching integration circles, which happen once a month. And these are going so, so well. I'm so stoked about the progress in that area. So, yeah, we'd love to have you go to trustthejourney.today click on the Patreon button and go ahead and make a donation and join us.
1: Yeah, for sure. Those integration circles, I was literally just thinking about this, Jay, about how that really is a way to get to know us a lot more intimately. Like if you are called to know both of us more, join us in those circles. Obviously, it's not all about us. It's about the community and we are absolutely there to support you on your journey. But it is a way... For everyone who joins those circles to get to know each other, ourselves included. So we really do welcome you to Jay's Point, TrustTheJourney.today. All the info is there. And if you want to reach out to Jay or me directly, you can find us at our individual websites, jasonmaledsky.com or melaniecurtis.com.
0: And always... If you hear us talking about plant medicines, psychedelic healing, any of these kind of concepts, we're talking about these for informational purposes only. We are not doctors. We do not promote anything illegal. We're just looking to have our own spiritual journeys and encourage you to form your own opinions.
1: Amen. Yeah. yeah. So today we are, gosh, we haven't been together in a while. We've done a lot of interviews. We are doing a reconnection episode. Jay and I are going to share what's been going on in our worlds and, as always, extract all the insight that we can from those shares as well. Oh, my well, yeah. God. <laughs> I miss you. I miss you, too. I'm so happy to see <laughs> you. So, so much see you too. has happened since we last spoke it's, uh, oh my God, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, is there anything that calls to you to start with my friend?
0: Well, that's definitely, I'm just going to take a minute to reference that there's been some change in our programming. And obviously if you've been following the show, you've seen that we've been having a lot more guests on the show and we've been doing fewer of our, you know, our banter back and forth episodes, but we're going to keep doing these because they're so much fun and they're so, they're so, you know, so much value to be found in them. But we, we, made some goals for the channel uh early at the beginning of the year we set a bunch of goals we're like we want to have at least this many guests on we want to do this much and so we've been pursuing those goals and we've been making space inside of our own lives to do things you know live our lives and allow for the space that's needed for you know the changes that are happening and the just life going on and that means we've been taking more initiative individually as well as as a team to start bringing more guests and, and I hope you like it. I'd love to hear your feedback in the comments about what you guys think about the, the new style and how things are going and um super stoked to be back here in our traditional format chatting with you again.
1: Yeah yeah totally. I'm so glad that you said that because yeah team I mean again wh- what are we doing here? We're trying and Really aiming to model growth and model, and simply be in that growth experience. I one thing I didn't I did an Instagram live, well not a live but a like a reel the other day. I shared a video on Instagram where I was talking about how. Actually, no, I did do a live. Oh, God, see, I don't even remember my life, got team. Like this is going to be kind of a, probably a funny episode because I'm gonna be like, wait, what happened? I've uh, I did a live in the Trust the Journey family sharing, and I shared about how Jay and I have a team culture that allows us to wax and wane as needed for our personal lives because our personal needs and lives are number one. That's like literally like we position them on a, a number one because we know that is one of the critical foundational pieces of having a functional creative team or business or any of that. So I did a bunch of interviews while Jay was sort of focusing on his stuff. And then I was like, I'm out for like a month minimum because I had a lot going on. I had a huge talk that I was preparing for that I just delivered last week. I'm still totally coming down from that and processing that experience. I'll share more about it. I also moved. (laughs) My mom came for a huge visit. Um, I, there's probably more I'm forgetting, but it was just a huge time for me, especially big prep for this talk, which was a lot of work. But I'm very grateful yeah. I did it and I'll share more. Yeah. Like I said.
0: Yeah. And in the meantime, I went to Burning Man and I hosted a big flocking event here in Moab and a couple Uh, oh, we hosted a mini festival, a two day mini festival and another party uh, for the Moab Boogie, and so it's just been one thing after another, nonstop. And it's been great to have this culture. Like one of the things that I really, really enjoy about the teams that I work with, Trusted Journey being one of the one of my favorites, is the absolute respect and honoring of each other's missions, individual missions, and how we just know we know that you know what the tide comes in and out. The rivers swell and they, and they, and they surge and then they dwindle down to nothing. And that's natural. That's normal. One of the things I've really found, uh, challenging in kind of the, uh, status quo is that like nine to five be here every day this time. Like life's not like that. Totally. At least my life has never been like that. I've never been able to fit in that box of rigid structure. And, and I love structure. Structure sets us free, but there has to be this ability to to ebb and flow as our lives and our journeys call us to do those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, do you want to dive into some sharing and some details?
0: Holy smokes. You you, <laughs> you said it earlier. I was like, I don't even remember my life. No.
1: I totally say that all the time where I'm like, I legit don't even remember what I did yesterday, much less a couple of weeks ago, you know what i mean? But i, I mean i'm happy to start sharing cuz it's the the talk that i did was sort of the a part of a bigger mastermind experience i was a part of this year with a- amazing women that i shared the stage with uh, the other speakers that were a part of this event it was a basically a TED style talk It was not an official TEDx talk but it was very TED style where you think about what is it that you want to say you know what is it what ideas do you want to impart with the world to the world and and oh you by the way have to connect deeply and meaningfully in a matter of eight to 12 minutes go it's like really difficult. I feel, lucky it sounds this is going to sound weird but a few people dropped out of the event and that allowed us to have more time for our talk because I was like how in the fuck am I going to be able to say what I want to really say and have the audience experience it with delicious pauses and real presence on the stage with eight minutes it felt like impossible And so we were really working through some challenging prep around that type of stuff. Um, But ultimately, I got to a place where I felt good about what I was sharing and how it was. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but like I got to a place where I felt good, good about it. And also knowing that it was absolutely a starting point only. Like my talk could easily be a 20 minute TED talk, no doubt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I shared. Yeah, I was... yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, I was at the Hall of Fame celebration recently, and all the recipients were given the opportunity to come up and receive their awards, and they had four minutes flat.
1: Unacceptable. To, Absolutely to deliver unac- their... unacceptable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It I... was so challenging. Yeah.
1: I heard about that. And Talk about connecting to your feelings. I'll give another example of anger that I connected to. But I heard that and I was like, that is absolutely fucking ridiculous that they did not allow people receiving their Hall of Fame, their literally award, of, a lifetime, award right? of their entire lifetime. And they cut yeah. them off and they, like, what? absolutely unacceptable the whole reason people are there is to hear them why on whoever made that decision needs to debrief themselves and sort out things for next time and i'm i'm happy i don't even know who that is and i'm happy for them to hear my tone on this public forum in this public (laughs) forum
0: yeah there was it was a very during the whole thing, it was very touchy. It was very obvious how challenging it was for absolutely everybody who was trying to deliver their own, receive gratitude and deliver it back and have that deep and meaningful connection with the thousand people that are there. You know, it it was, there was only one person there who was able to just like shop through it all and, and get to like, okay, thank you. Bye. You know?
1: yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: And it was, it was challenging. Anyway. So I, I, I hear your delivery. So this is a, I want to pivot this a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking about your, your recent talk and this hall of fame celebration is one of the things that I was at this morning and you do this every single day. So you know all about it. I picked up my phone and I recorded a video and mm-hmm. what I wanted to do was get across a deep point, like something really valuable that I want to share, but I know that chances are I have most people's attention for like 15 seconds.
1: Right.
0: Right. (laughs) So (laughs) my, my point here is just a little encouragement towards, uh, anybody who would actually take the time to listen to this to take, let's step back, let's step and slow down and back off of this, like ADHD kind of life of living of like, I don't have the time for more than a few seconds of engagement. You know what? I have the time. Mm -hmm. I want quality. I don't want quantity. I want quality. Same. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Same. Well, to give people some insight, my talk, the core idea of my talk was this notion that deep healing is the missing piece. So I obviously we talk about that a ton on Trust the Journey. Anybody who has listened to the show at all would not be even remotely surprised at my talk. You've heard it many times organically shared here, Uh, but I put it together sharing and of course using skydiving as the powerful metaphor that it is, but also sharing from the perspective of I used to think that. Yeah. Peak performance, big goals, you know, all the skydiving achievements, as we've discussed many times, plus connection and relationships being I thought that was what mattered. Right. Like that's that was like fulfillment in life, as it were. But the big piece that I was missing was deep healing like that. I i didn't even know deep emotional healing was a thing, much less that I needed it. You know what I mean? And sharing this sentiment that when it comes to healing, what holds us back the most is we don't think we need it, right? Like And really sharing then pragmatically about what are blind spots. Oh, blind spots are a thing. We all have them. It's normal, right? And then just going on, and I told a really beautiful story about psychedelic healing. So I, I specifically zeroed in on psychedelic healing as the... Avenue of healing primarily focused on inside my talk. Why? Because, of course, it's done so much for me personally. I would not be where I am without it. And I care to be a public advocate for these medicines, as we've said again many times. And so I wanted to use the opportunity to be on a stage where people are not normally hearing about psychedelic healing, but then they're hearing about it connected to, oh, She's a world record holder. She's a successful businesswoman, life coach, speaker, author, podcaster, yada, yada, yada. Right. And so connecting that credibility to the, the conversation they may not have ever been invited into. And so I feel great about that. Um, the funny thing is, is there was this beautiful, poignant moment. Uh, my mom was there and I shared about how the medicine is basically essentially helped me be actually present with my mom, how before I had this fear. I'm not going to deliver my talk right now on the podcast, but I'll find a way to share it and deliver it for people if they want to hear, hear it. But there was this really beautiful, poignant moment where I'm sharing about and I'm like delivering it. And there's supposed to be this beautiful, powerful, pregnant, giant, space of silence for this this knowing to land that like there is no greater gift that I have experienced than this healing that I have gotten to be actually with my mom while she's here right so I deliver this line and someone's fucking cell phone went off I wanted to literally murder them (laughs) I'm like not a violent person But I was like, I did not like on stage, but I'm not joking. After the fact, I've been like processing all these feelings because I wanted the audience to have that moment to be able to rest in the gravity of that. Plus, it was the moment that I like pointed to my mom in the audience. You know what I mean? And like wanted to give her a moment of saying hi and get say hi to her. It was fine, but it was totally one of those moments where you're like, this is the universe going, you have to let this go. Things are not perfect. You have to detach from the outcome of the this perfect moment that you had planned months and months for, right? It's just classic, classic. I, I
0: right? am so deeply relating to you right now because of classic. so many, so many similar. I can remember performing a set that I had spent six months just working my ass off and to make this absolutely perfect and it was at like nine you know 98 percent of the way through it's like i'm just about to transition and the table the stage had been bouncing so much that my computer had been bouncing that the cable was falling out of the side of the computer and it was like right at like the big heartfelt right at the part where it's like whoa like melting your souls and it goes like glitch glitch and I had to like quickly replug it back in. But the entire audience, like, yeah, like everybody glitched <laughs> along with it. You know, and totally, just,
1: like, sure. totally. And of yeah. course, I am certain that that person whose phone went off felt horrified. At e- oh, my uh, God. Horrified. I'm sure of it because they everyone in the audience, of course, was there to support us and love us. So I am totally It just makes me laugh. But also my talk is about how feelings are not failure. They're also not to be, you know, avoided. They're also guides to what am I missing? What, where, how is this helping me look into a blind spot of my own to further enlighten myself or, or learn about myself or grow and evolve? And so it's actually really quite useful because I don't connect to anger that much. It's not an emotion that I have a lot of experience with. I do have some, but it's not really where I tend to go. I either tend to cry or I tend to like reconcile, but I tend to skip anger. And so like I was just letting myself feel into that anger after the events passed and everything. My mom and I had a wonderful visit. All We had the most amazing dinner after the event with like, nine of my or eight of my loved ones and it was the most wonderful thing ever like I it is a core memory I will remember it for the rest of my life it was that fucking wonderful so it's totally not a big deal like it's fine I'm gonna deliver this talk again it's gonna be whatever but where I'm going with this is that I'm letting I was letting myself afterwards feel that anger and be like fucking raw right Just because, but like, also recognize that's my attachment to that outcome, and I have. So
0: I'm so I'm so proud of you that you're 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 just recognizing the emotion, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the big, 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 big life lesson: (laughs) is to just feel the emotion and go, "Whoa, wow, what an emotion!" Okay, (laughs) cool. Yeah, totally. The, what a what a feeling is a happening right now and not necessarily feel like we just need to be that that feeling is it's just bubbles up and it goes away, you know, and unless we grab it and like latch on and make it our, you know, and like dive into it. Um, I want to I want to uh, reference a, a very similar thing happened to me this week, which was has been happening more and more. And it's the exact same thing. It's this recognition of the self. like like whoa I'm feeling a big whatever and I heard myself have a thought and it was just kind of random and not really healthy or like a good thought it was just this like I was like and so I just said out loud I'm like hey I heard that (laughs) I heard that don't you be thinking those kind of thoughts you know like and I'm (laughs) like I'm gonna grab that part of myself that is having this weird little thought in here and be like hey You're not in there by yourself thinking you're sneaking and getting away with these thoughts of like, you should be angry, you should be jealous. Yeah. You should, you know, you should feel this way towards some whatever. And then I'm like, no, you should shut up. Go back to your room, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) And again, that's sort of the big, that was the big thing that I was sharing, you know, this idea that feelings are not failure. I've said that so many times, but I believe it so deeply that it's the avenue for us when we are willing and brave enough to feel through our painful, challenging, difficult emotions, we also, that is the avenue to also the most transformative life altering joy. And I am on board. I am committed to that as my life, as part of my life. And so it's, it was, it's all been wonderful, you know, Um, after. So just to give people some um, little bit of context, I shared the story about how in a mushroom early mushroom ceremony, my, I was brought back to my grandmother's passing and how I saw my mom holding her mom's hand in that moment right? I, and how I cried that grief and left that, like, let that grief come out of my body. Then how the medicine showed me like, the, my own deepest fear, which was the fear of losing my mom. And how I just wept and wept and wept, like, for hours, It just like rivers of sadness pouring out of my body, releasing that pain and fear. And how that was what allowed me to have this greatest gift, which is this ability to be present with my mom. So anyway, we have another couple of days hanging out and just living life. I'm in my new place. It's just, like, wonderful. And This happens every time I leave my mom and my family. If I go and have a really connect, because when I'm with my family, I don't fuck around. You already know this about me. I am present as all get out. I am with them. I cherish every moment. And so when I leave them, I like it's like this geyser of emotion every time I leave them I end up bawling my eyes out like it's just like tons of emotion just bubbles up and out and it didn't come immediately uh, in this experience I dropped my mom at the air off at the airport and then I went and I helped my friend Irina move some of her stuff and on the way back I was listening to a song the days I will remember I put it on one of my Instagram reels. It's so beautiful. And it totally and I popped and I bawled my eyes out driving the rest of the way home. And it's just I know that's normal. I'm not like freaking out about that. I'm like, yeah, they're are those feelings. Let's let them out. As long as I need to cry, I'm going to cry. And then I was and now I'm good, you know, and I'm, I'm still processing and all that stuff. But my point is the feelings are They're fine. They're no big deal. It's okay.
0: I listened to a couple other podcasts recently. I was um, listening to one, uh, The Lunatic Fringe, with Dean Ricci, Ricci, Mm -hmm. and it was a discussion with um, Omar Legalon and Junior Ludvig. and um, they were talking about death and um, processing emotions and how we deal with it and allowing these feelings and everything. And then the other one was um, Laurent Frat on Exit Point talking to Matt Lage because Turkey Boogie's happening here in Moab. And he was talking about his own traumas and death. And I had, I lost a really good friend this year, somebody that I care for very deeply. It was really close with, and I didn't, I haven't cried. I haven't had any emotional outpouring other than Kind of like it's just like a settled feeling of like, oh, man, I'm really going to miss him. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I've been wondering and kind of waiting to see if there's going to be a trigger or something where that's going to pop, as you say, you know, yeah. and, and that that's going to come. And I was listening to some of the conversations that they were having on those podcasts around how, you know, somebody like you or I, who's been in the sport for a long time, has lost a lot of people, how we become you know, almost desensitized or practiced with how we manage grief or loss and all these feelings and I wonder you know I have wondered I'm like am I not am I suppressing an emotion here that I'm like not allowing it or am I just at peace with this knowledge that I have within myself that all things continue to always exist right and that that person never truly leaves you know and and so I, you know all these questions internally but I know, from my own past experience that there's always some, some connective piece. There's always something challenging and, and something hard inside of us. Like there's, there's always a connection. And, um, Matt actually said something and it kind of triggered me a little bit. He was talking about, um, having lost one of his partners and, you know, um, how do I want to say this? they were discussing how we manage our feelings and basically what it came to was like time heals all wounds and i was like fuck no it doesn't no i disagree fuck no it doesn't i was completely opposed and i was so i mean i got this thing and i'm like no <laughs> i've had pains pains in my life that have not changed at all yep because i haven't ever addressed correct you know i haven't actually processed them and it's only once i start allowing those feelings and actually going looking for them and bringing them up that they actually can be healed so that one phrase of like time heals all wounds i was like i don't agree with that at all and i want to make a point to mention it because it's a an adage that we kind of live within we can like You know, inside of our culture, there's this thing of like, oh, we'll just suppress those emotions with numbing agents, or we'll just move on and, you know, push even harder at the things that we do. Uh, We'll just be busy. You know, the best thing you can do is keep your hands busy, you know? And yeah, there's something to be said with, you know, continuing to meet, not just sit and wallow, but I definitely don't agree with that concept of time heals all wounds because no, it's just straight not true.
1: I completely agree. Yeah, yeah I mean, it it time can layer on dysfunction also if we do not address the wound that is unhealed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and this is sort of the important reason to talk about the nuances of, quote unquote, healing, right? to really, be in conversation around when we talk about healing what do we mean right I did an interview with James LeBerry on his podcast uh, 20 minute call podcast and we got into psychedelic healing we got into deep healing and he was like humor the question what do you mean by a quote healing journey you know and so we talked about that at length and I think it's important to really open that discussion I mean the metaphors are so wildly rich, right? We look at skydiving and some people are like, oh, you're just falling out of an airplane, right? For people that are deeply immersed in it, they know there's wild nuances to this sport, this community, this, you know, spiritual act. There's so much to it about where does it, how does my foot feel when I'm flying this orientation versus when I walk onto a drop zone, this is what happens in my chest and my, my my heart and my body activates in this way etc etc those are two minor details and there are so many of those the same is true for quote healing and so to make it to oversimplify it to time heals all wounds i think is a vast disservice to the conversation around healing i will give them credit for talking about healing i think that's great again i haven't heard the episode so I don't want to sound like I'm being super judgmental or, you know, not supportive of their conversation because I'm sure it's a really good one. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great
0: conversation yeah. and, and it's really beautiful stuff that, you know, that they're talking about. I, I was just really wanted to reflect on that, yeah. d- that concept because it really, from my own experience, it's not been the case.
1: Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, So I've been doing some healing lately, which has been a really interesting journey. I I came across the system of IFS, internal family systems, through exposure to, uh, initially it was Tim Ferriss, and then Aubrey Marcus, and then return on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. And then I found a bunch of other videos connected. And so I watched like half a dozen different long form podcasts. And then went and did some website research and I went and found myself an IFS practitioner Amazing. I've been doing this kind of work. This is a internal family systems where it talks about parts work, different parts of ourself. And so it's the, just to be clarify, the family is not our, our actual blood family. The family is all the parts of our internal being. It's all the different parts inside of us. And so that ranges from every different type of character who has come up at the different times in our lives to play the different roles and serve the greater being of who we are. And it's about making space and acknowledging each of these roles and what their needs are and how they've played the different parts in our lives, which ones are, you know, fighting a battle that's long over, and still fighting, and which ones have been, you know, scared into a co- corner and have never been acknowledged, and are still there, terrified. And I, I'm really impressed with the overall concept as far as modality of therapy uh, because it really acknowledges this elemental, like multifaceted kind of piece of ourselves, right? Like we're all like a we're yeah. all very multifaceted. We all have different sides of us in different places and times, and. Super interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. I, I the I haven't done a ton of parts work by any means. Definitely heard the same episodes on Tim Ferriss and Aubrey's shows that have had me recommend it many times to different clients and and whatnot because I'm a big believer. The way that I've used parts work most powerfully. And I am sur- certainly open to more work with this type of modality. But the when I recognize a part of myself that is activated in a way that I don't necessarily like or I might feel confused about or shame around or just something that makes me feel discomfort in some way, I think how that part needs love and needs its voice to be heard. And so I don't squash the part. I listen to it. I love it. I don't necessarily let it lead and make my decisions for me, but I listen to it and I let it have its voice heard. That is the number one thing is like, how can I love this part is that I, I listen to it and I allow it to be and then I make a decision from maybe a different part around how I'm going to proceed, one that is maybe more in line with the conscious person that I want to be living into.
0: hundred percent. That whole concept that there are no bad parts, right? Like every single part of us is there doing a positive thing, helping us in some way. That's really the fundamental underlier to the whole thing. It's like, what, whatever version of ourself it is, it's there to serve the whole being.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, super interesting. So I shared something inside of our private group the other day, and I'll just touch on it for a second because it was it's a great example, and I'm sure the bigger audience will want to hear this. Is I've had this memory floating around in my mind, and I've rethought of or remembered this experience countless number of times on a subconscious level. Like I've never really, I've never spoken about it to anybody. I've never said it out loud, but at some subconscious level, I could remember the day when my mom and dad split up, when Mm. they had a fight and my dad left, he marched out the door and that was the end of their marriage. And I was around three years old when that happened. So this is a really interesting thing for me. I look at, I'm curious. This is my curiosity spiking going, wow. As that came up during the therapy, I'm like, first of all, I'm three years old. If I can pull up a memory from three years old, that means I can remember everything that's ever happened, right? It's just buried somewhere subconsciously. And the fact that I still have it looping at some subconscious level means it's affecting me somehow, that there's some level of like, That is triggering an emotional response within me. And so it felt so good, even though it was very challenging to vocalize it. It felt so good to just say, you know, to share with my therapist where I was and what I heard and what I was feeling, what that part of myself was feeling at that time. Yep and that there that's the example it's like oh yeah that three-year-old version of me was feeling these emotions during that experience and those need to be acknowledged and and that part needs to be cared for and yeah i'm a 50 year old man and that was 47 years ago and whatever it shouldn't be affecting me now right bullshit still does right. still does right. you know totally yeah, yeah. wow yeah.
1: that's beautiful what a gift yeah. to remember something like that and be able to feed love there, you know, to give love to that sweet, sweet boy, you know, that sweet, sweet three-year-old boy, you know, like just love him. yeah.
0: Right? I was looking through pictures. I'm like, look at the little three-year-old. Yeah, it's (laughs)
1: true. I think one of my very, I've said this before, I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast, but I've shared it with friends before. I feel like one of my, if not the earliest memory I have is leaving my dad's house with my mom and my brother when we were leaving for for good. I I I don't remember understanding the situation, but there was some emotional knowing where like my dad kissed me through the window and I was in the car. I like there was some knowing in my young body that knew that that was some tough moment. Yeah, like there was emotion. I haven't fully explored the memory, but I definitely have it available. You know, it's consciously where I'm aware of it consciously.
0: No, that's uh so I, I want to reflect back on one of my favorite quotes from you, and I'm gonna keep repeating this one <laughs> is I'm not afraid of my feelings, Melanie Curtis. <laughs> that was and, my talk. And that the was, reason
1: my whole talk was yeah. basically that. <laughs>
0: Fuck yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I, I will continue to bring this up is because we're all afraid of our feelings totally. at some in some way or another, right? Totally. Like we are all terrified to refeel the feeling of the first time we lost we lost somebody and they died, or when we were in a traumatic experience where we were really scared. Yep. Or the first time we lost love and our hearts were broken. Who wants to refeel that again? I'm totally. like that's a super scary feeling to re feel again. Uh, but this is where I'm going to like bring it all back around. They're going to keep coming up unless we refill them, <laughs> right? right? They're just going to keep coming back to us. So this thing of time heals all wounds ain't true. <laughs> that wound is still there. And unless we go back and refill it and give it the the a chance to be experienced and find the values and the lessons in it, we're just going to keep repeating these patterns within us. So... I want to share a little more. This summer, I had a period of depression And I, re- I was looking back through my post recently and seeing kind of what I'd been sharing on the internet and, and what did that look like and tracking the stressors in my life, um, the financial sides, work sides, personal sides, just kind of looking through and trying to identify patterns, right? And see where was the triggers? What were the things that kind of caused me to feel this have this onset of this period of depression and i was able to easily pick some out i was having financial stresses i was it was really really hot it was the heat of summer and i don't usually thrive in heat i tend to to hide from it and i ran into some serious issues with my van breaking down and really just my whole summer plans falling apart all these i had this big connective journey planned to go visit friends and family and do all these activities and personal stuff and work and and it just fell all apart and so the key thing that came out of this was my as i was going back and looking through i could see where things started to kind of go downhill and then i found a graph that mirrored it and this was such a huge insight for myself I use Strava the activity tracking uh, sports app and every single time I do anything athletic I push record and then I push stop when I'm done and it logs everything and I also use it as a photo journal and I love the inspiration that comes from it from looking at my you know super achiever athletic friends I love rooting for my other friends on there as well so I really enjoy the app but It popped up a notification and it said, hey, I want to see your last year's progress. Uh, Yeah, I do. And I clicked on it and I can see big ups to me. My activity level is up 100% this year over last year. Nice. So I've been super duper active physically. And I've also had one of the best years of my life, Mm -hmm. right? Like absolutely really thriving in who I am and working on the things that I want to be working on and having less of those recurring patterns occur that are pulling me back or away from and challenging feelings, not knowing how to process them, having less of those things happen. And I could see this, okay, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And then there's this great big whoosh this huge downhill slope on the graph of activity and that activity slope went from, you know, very high to very low. And along with my activity went my mental health. Mm. And I went into that slump of depression and of addiction and of just swallowing inside and not knowing how to process and not having skills or like mental fortitude to really be able to handle the stressors of the situations that I was in. And I had a lot of responsibilities, a lot of other stuff going on. And so this really, really, really helped me because I was able to see it on a piece of paper, essentially, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And then here's where I'm not doing great. And what am I going to use that? How am I going to use that? Like, what's the tool, right? Yes, I need to stay physically active all the time because exercise is directly correlated to mental health. Mm-hmm. And weightlifting, strength training is related to like physical strength, right? Mm-hmm. Exercise is not to lose weight. Exercise is to maintain mental health. You yeah. Want to lose weight, change a diet, right? Mm-hmm. You want to stay mentally strong and healthy, exercise all the time. You want to get strong and physically fit, then lift weights. Yes. And I've been doing all of those things and it was really cool to see how that two parts of it see it there and recognize that all wounds are not healed, right? Like there's still this thing in there that hasn't been addressed yet and I still haven't developed a skill set to manage that onset of depression. So now, you know I'm on a rant.
1: That's okay. I love it. <laughs> this is good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I just set my notifications to like track my weekly activity. And if my activity's going down, I just need to go move. Yeah. Like, and as soon as I get stressed, I find myself like feeling stress. I go, oh, I have a skill set to deal with this. And then what I do is just drop everything and walk away and go move, go yes. exercise because that re turns my ability to manage those stressful times back to a level where I can actually stay zen yeah make a decision yeah make an action you know I'm so proud of you
1: I'm so proud of you for discovering that because again you could have not gone after that data you could have not taken the time to look through things and with a thoughtful, intentional lens on your mind, that's that's also something to acknowledge. Where you're like, I've had this experience that I would like to not repeat if I can. You know, I'm not going, not judging it. I'm not saying it's bad or wrong or anything like that. But if possible, what what occurred here, so I can understand, so that if I do have skills, I can employ them, and if I don't, I can learn and I can lean into trying to learn some new ones. So I love that. I think that's a really beautiful example of how do how, quote unquote, do we do it? How do we do mental and emotional health? Right. It's another it's one thing to talk about it big picture conceptually. And it's another to actually go, this is what pragmatically occurs when we're struggling. And this is what pragmatically occurs when we're maintaining and rising. So I want to share a parallel story that is connected to what I've just recently been through and am building, connected to what you just you just shared. So I don't think I shared this on the podcast. I think I, like, touched on that I had gotten some news that I wasn't ready to share about. I feel like that's what I shared the last time we talked. So a lot yep. has happened. Anyway, long story short, I a couple months ago or three months ago now or so, my roommate, it was
0: July. The was last it July? time that we talked.
1: Oh my god, that's insane! <laughs>
0: what? Yeah, well, we, we haven't we haven't talked since July.
1: Holy, uh, not on recording, anyway. But
0: uh...
1: <laughs> 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 that is crazy. Uh, anyway, so Sarah, my longtime roommate and one of my closest, most cherished friends, we have lived together almost seven years. And she basically, I knew she was looking for a job and potentially going to move forward in her career. She's an incredible arts educator and an artist herself. She's an amazing human to be around, not a skydiver. I tend to do that where I need non-skydivers around me as well. (laughs) Um, Anyway, she comes home one day and she's like, I got my dream job and we're going to, you know, I'm going to have, I'm going to be moving back to New York. Which basically prompted, so this is wonderful news. She deserves this position. She is like built for this position. It's essentially bringing arts and arts education and our experiences to marginalized communities and the under, underprivileged, unhoused in New York City. It's like a really, really amazing program. And she's running a huge, huge part of it. Anyway, so this, the day of this news, We had a Trust the Journey integration circle. And I... I remember. Yeah, Yeah. I was unbelievably emotionally affected by this news. Both very happy for Sarah, but it instantly... Because when Sarah and I moved in together, I was still heartbroken. I was still feeling like a complete and utter loser in my life. I had no idea what was good. I was like, just felt unlovable, just all the bad things that you feel when you're heartbroken and you're trying to heal at the beginning stages of like that version of of healing and grief. It like rocketed me sort of back to that fear of like, holy fucking shit, am I going to be a total loser again? Like just really un, totally unfounded things. But to your point, Jay, of like some of that stuff is still was still in there. I didn't I hadn't felt all of that. I'm a loser. I'm not lovable or I'll be alone forever. All this stuff that you feel when you're in a breakup, you know, in a heartbreak scenario. So anyway, that stuff like really bubbled up and I just was I couldn't stop crying. Like I was really crying that day. And I was like, the integration circle is the perfect place for me to show up as my real and vulnerable self. I didn't share what actually happened on the, uh, in the circle because I wasn't ready to share details, but I let everyone know I am feel really emotional today and I'm probably going to cry maybe more than one time and I'll fill you in when I'm ready. And I did. I cried a few times, but it was like, it's okay. Like, so anyway, that happened. And I'll let you chime in if you want to, before I tell the rest of the story.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, that particular call was a perfect example of the value of the Trusted Journey family and the integration calls and the practice of just allowing our feelings to occur. And, and, it's so crazy. I mean, that circle that you just connected, and they're like, okay, first of all, seven-year cycle. Yeah. Note, right? <laughs> and second of all, that feeling of inadequacy that you had when you found that situation and put yourself in that situation and, and created a reality for yourself that took you out of it, that when that reality came apart, And was no longer going to be there anymore. You immediately returned back to this sense of inadequacy. Correct. Right. And that's the perfect example to say, "Oh, wait, where's the root of the feeling of inadequacy?" Because obviously you're not inadequate, and you know you do have the skills to manage creating situations that um, affirm that for yourself. But somewhere underneath, there's a wound, which is based in some other early life experience, which makes you feel inadequate. And who knows what that is or where that'll come from. But there's something for your next plant medicine ceremony, Melanie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well,
1: and you know, and and listen, it doesn't always have to come from the deep deep roots of 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 the parent and the ancestral stuff. It, it often does, obviously, but it also can be, you know, more recent stuff that you hadn't feel fully felt through. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of it for me was that. I'm sure there's more deeper stuff there because I always believe that there is. I mean, like like we say the metaphorical and metaphysical onion has infinite layers to peel so like we're always peeling them Um, but why I point to that is that even in the feeling even in the pain of that thought I knew that it was not true so there's a difference between cognitively knowing it's not true and feeling the emotions that are still there to feel so like at and again it was only one day After that day, I I felt excited about a potential future of still afraid and stressed, you know, before I had solved and sorted out the next thing that I was going to do. So there was tension and anxiety for sure in that uncertainty period. But that's not uh, that wasn't connected to inadequacy. It was more connected to I want to make sure I'm safe, just fundamental stuff of like make sure I have a roof over my head and I'm maintaining my life and et cetera. But anyway, um, that was it was a anyway, like just an important part of the process of this change. Very long story, super short. My partner and I decided to move in together, which is wonderful. And so I am here now. The call is occurring from my new home. So this is all wonderful. It's all good news. A whole process, of course, we went through to get to the decision to do it. And uh, the universe simply is, you know, was helpful in prompting that discussion to open up and life delivers us with left turns all the time. And so it was a beautiful experience for us to really navigate that and figure out what we're doing. But now that's a big part of the change that was happening in my life behind the scenes while I'm preparing for this giant talk, Right. My whole, like, I moved in days before I delivered the talk on stage. I'm preparing, circling all the way back to your share about exercise and the importance of it and the importance of routine and structure is that my whole structure, I canceled my gym membership, I canceled my co-working space, like, everything was coming down, right? I have always wanted to be a part of my friend Pam's biohacking gym portal in New York City and I said you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna see what's up there and so I basically committed to going to portal every Monday morning I get on like the six fifteen train from where I live into the city I walk 25 blocks south to the portal gym I do a cold plunge, which was my first one ever. And I committed to seven full weeks of this program. It's not even a program, it's just my developed program to give myself structure, accountability, health and like high end, no fucking around recovery that I get at minimum once a week, which is I need more. But like that is a was a huge pillar of what felt like security because core human needs we need novelty and change so change is good this is great I'm loving my new space I'm going to get to create and be artistic in my new space and that's all wonderful but I also need safety and security right as a human and so I knew that my life didn't have hardly any of that other than relational safety Right. My relationship with my partner, relationship with my family, with you, etc. All those things were good. But functionally, I had very little safety and security. So I put that in by saying, I'm going to portal every single Monday morning and I'm doing this. I'm doing this thing. Cold plunge, workout, recovery. And I'm going to see some people and that's going to be it. And that's basically what I did.
0: Yeah, good for you. Thank you. Uh, That's great to hear. Yeah it's tough when everything uproots, you know, and I, I want to acknowledge a similar journey within myself is, uh, spending a couple of years van lifing around. Yeah. There's a lot of structure. You follow patterns, but I really struggled with like, there was so the variability to structure ratio was way too much variability compared to what I found that I, how I thrive is with a little more structure than variability as far as the ratio. So yeah, one of the decisions to get a place and to like be a little more grounded is to allow myself more time to rest, more clear times to work without distraction, and then where my exercise and where my connection and all these pieces are going to come in are going to have a lot more clarity. So
1: Yeah, totally. Nicely
0: done, Mel. Thank Nicely you. Done.
1: Nicely done, both Mad. of us. I'm proud of both of Mad. us. It's big. I, I joked to my mastermind peeps. I was like, I'm actually stoked that I just have work calls this afternoon. <laughs> you know, like just another piece of like groundedness, something that's known that I can, you know, start to feel I can sit here, talk to you and be like, yeah, this feels good and, and known and obviously are always our therapy sesh, but.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to mention one other thing, cause you know, as we started this call, I just scratched down probably like 10 different things on this piece of paper about possible things we could talk about from my own, you know, last few months. And there's one there that really has had a huge influence on kind of the direction, excuse me. One of these, one of these mustache hairs wants to go up <laughs> into my nose. So, why is there always one that just wants to go other way around? <laughs> um, there's one. Uh, earlier this year, I started a coaching program. I decided to invest in myself and participate in something called a Reality Mastery, and it's uh, a coaching group of entrepreneurs and business people who are looking to take themselves from whatever level they're at to wherever their goals are. And it's a great group, a great program, and I was receiving a ton of value out of it. And I've been pushing through it all and learning and working, and I hit a wall, a solid wall. And it was all because of a question. There was a question that came up in the program that with me being truthful to myself i couldn't answer with clarity okay and what it, what i mean by that is i could put an answer there but it didn't feel like i was really being like deeply pure and authentic to my being and like my, my real vision and purpose for the next 25 years of my life. Yep. You know, if I'm so lucky to have 25 more years Yep, and I really wanted to be thinking that way. And I found myself, if this is the person that I am. I'm okay with pausing That's and pausing to think and to sit and be with a question for a while, because if it's triggering enough for me to, it's if it's important enough and it's triggering enough that I'm like, I don't feel good about this anymore. Mm. Then I'm I'm okay to stop there, and so I can I'm you know I'm returning to this program, but I just wanted to note and share this as kind of a deeper reflection from the last few months, is that there's been this big pause within myself to deeply reflect on what do how do I really want to answer that question before I just go ahead and throw one out there that is whatever there's of an you know, answer, you know. I want to answer it with authenticity and I want to answer it with what really, really feels true and meaningful and and valuable to myself. And sometimes that takes a long time to come to clarity about. Absolutely. It might take years, you know? You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that is, I think, part of the nuanced nature of growing and learning is that, sometimes we have to pivot just like we, you know, do in these conversations. It sounds so silly, but it's, I think it's, it's a doub- It's not a double-edged sword, but it's a it's a balance, right? I think I just literally just posted about this this morning. Was that a about- dichotomy? Yeah, like the medicine being always different in that sometimes it is taking things off of our plate to rest more or whatever, and sometimes it is leaning into the discomfort of following through. It's not always easy to discern which one is for us, but what I hear in your share is that you are making a decision. That is one or the other for yourself and you're you're not sitting on the sidelines of your experience. You're going, I think what I need now, what I'm just what I'm feeling and thinking and imagining is right for me right now based on again not having clarity is to step back and really take some time with with this question. That's good.
0: Yeah, and the other piece of it is, you know, trying to come cuz I you know deeply want to have a authentic answer within myself something yeah. that I'm and not going to, you know, get excited about it and lose interest in in a little while. Exactly. You know, it really needs to be something. So, why I'm bringing this up is, you know, in this reflection of like what's the decision that i make what's the greater you know there's so many people now some people all of us everybody has to make decisions in their life about what direction that they're going in and what the big choices are and why and i'm recognizing and I want to encourage others to, to to use this example to kind of dig into their own journey. The thing that I'm most scared of.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: recognizing the one that feels terrifying and going, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that seems like a really, really scary idea. I should probably do that.
1: I know, the yeah. worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the like... worst.
0: I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my I'm God. I'm super scared. Um, oh, I'm gonna have oh, I'm gonna have to do that one. Oh, yeah. Oh. You know.
1: It's so funny. The last year, I've, for those of that have listened to past episodes about our sharing about our plant medicine healing work and ayahuasca ceremonies and whatnot, I got the message last year to to integrate, like that. I was good. I had sat with the medicine a number of times last year, and she told me to you like you're good. You know, you're good. Go go and go force and, and integrate and live live, right? Like no need to sit with the medicine for a while. And so I haven't, I I mean, I've had, I've had some experiences this year with mushrooms in a more ceremonial sense. And I've done some more microdosing this year and whatnot to experience how that's uh, affects me and, and aids me if it does. Um, but ayahuasca specifically, I have not sat with her at all this year by direction by design by by sensing the need to to be with her or not anyway long story short I did just book my next three day for next February and it's it's right it's time it's it feels right and to to sort of round out this sharing today I'm I'm happy to be on the other side of this giant thing that I worked a lot to make happen this talk this move but it's more than that like this stuff is happening be- all because of the healing work that I've done these things that these small sort of they're not small things but they're small in the grand scheme but they also are only occurring Because of all of the effort that I've put in up to this point to heal and change and grow and become this person that I am today, that is not the person who was here a year ago, that is not the person at all that was here five years ago when we started this whole podcast thing, (laughs) which, by the way, I just can't not give us credit, Jay, speaking of maintained motivation, willingness to follow through, willingness to be on the journey together i'm i'm really so grateful because i just i know what we're doing is helping people and i'm so happy that it is and it absolutely is helping me so i love you and i'm so thankful and i'm excited to enjoy the holidays and that's it
0: (laughs) awesome i'm super excited that you've signed up for another um Journey. Yeah. And I am about three weeks out for my next one. Nice. So I'm also very looking forward to sinking into that because I have very clear intentions. Yeah. And that's a really powerful feeling inside. It's like, okay, I know what I'm going there to work on. I know yeah. what things I want to address. And that feels really good to know, yeah, I'm going to go work on this part of myself. So
1: I love that. Yeah. Oh, I just feel so good to talk to you. Oh my God. I almost feel out of practice because it's been so long. Like, even though we've done other interview episodes, which have been amazing, by the way, I love that we're having guests on now, but it is like just so great to just sit here and talk to you.
0: <laughs> it's a pleasure. I love talking to you too. Oh, Hal, shall we wrap this up? Let's wrap it. Let's wrap it. All right. So audience, (laughs) listeners, if you've made it this far into the show, I bet you've received some value from this podcast and we would love it if you would support us by subscribing on any of our channels, YouTube, Spotify, follow on Instagram, a five-star review on Apple if you think we deserve it and comment, like, share all the stuff. It's, you know, every single channel says the same thing, but the reality is if we don't have those, the show doesn't grow and it gets harder and harder to produce and the support that we receive from you is absolutely, absolutely critical. And thank you for doing so.
1: Yeah. Thank you everyone so much for listening. We know it takes time, energy, heart to, to spend an hour plus listening to us, listening to people that we are thinking will add value. It it matters and it means something to us that you spend your time with us. And for real, like if you really do want to join the Trust the Journey family for support, and you want to get to know us more personally, join the Trust the Journey family. Like, you are welcome. You absolutely are welcome. Our Patreon supporters, the people who do financially support us, really make this show possible. Like, it is, this is still very much from our hearts. It's a passion project, and we welcome any of those donations at any level. So thank you all for for those that do that. But if you, if you need to support the show by doing the cost-free options, that's also great. Um, but any questions you have, reach out to us. Drop us a DM on Instagram. Trustthejourney.today. And we love you so much.
0: Yeah. Keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey.